0: St. Leo 360, a 360-degree 360 overview of the St. Leo University community. Welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindberg. On this episode, we caught up with Erica Hicks, who is the Executive Director of Student Learning at St. Leo University, along with Dr. Dimitrix Rostick-Owens, who is the Associate Director of Student Learning here at St. Leo. Both of these ladies work in our CAVE, which is the Center for Academic Vision and Excellence. We start off our conversation speaking with Erica about why the name of the center was changed? We had students on
1: campus that um, expressed um, that the Learning Resource Center was not necessarily a space that they wanted to come to and that they felt like it was an opportunity for us to create a name that was more inviting to them. And so um, we took that opportunity to sit down with some of our student employees over the summer and really talk through what their expectations were of that space um, and to create a name that would fit that. And so one of the main goals was to change the perception from it being a resource center um, to a place that students go to develop their academic vision and to support them in their pursuit of excellence.
0: I see, very nice. Now, I know the CAVE offers a number of services, and I want to delve into some of those specifically. Uh, as far as tutoring goes, uh, tutoring is a big part of what the CAVE offers. And uh, let's talk about uh, you know how students can just come in for tutoring. They don't necessarily need an appointment. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. Um, our tutoring is what I call our staple program. It was there before the coaching and before a supplemental instruction And so students are able to um, visit our tutors, which we have about 20 tutors currently. Um, And those tutors are available by appointment if they're writing tutors. So those that help with essays and APA style, MLA style. Um, But other tutors that are tutoring in psychology or math or, or any of the other subjects, students can just simply come in in between classes, before classes or after classes.
0: I see. So we definitely make it pretty flexible,
2: yes. um, uh, we are available for students starting at nine a m by drop in appointments or drop in or appointments, and we're open until nine p m. And we're here, including uh, Sunday as well. So the only day that we're not here is on Saturday, um, but there's plenty of times for students to uh, see and or speak with a tutor.
0: very nice. And talk about the background of these tutors and then kind of where they've come from.
2: Yes, Um, all of our tutors have completed courses here at St. Leo University. They're generally in at least their sophomore year, so that they have one year under their belt. Um, If they're tutoring in uh, trigonometry, that's because they've taken that class. If they're tutoring in chemistry, that's because they've completed the course. They've completed it also successfully with either a grade of A or B. Um, And all of our tutors pretty much come with a a very strong high GPA. Um, Those students also have to have recommendations from the instructors who have um, been their instructors in those classes. So in addition to applying, they do have to have a recommendation. And then they also have an interview um, with our tutoring Uh, tutor um, assistant director of tutoring services um, before they're hired on so um, and once they're hired on there they get training at the beginning of the year they get training throughout the academic year as well and feedback
0: I see and then what can these tutors specifically help students with
2: Mm. Um, the biggest things that the tutors help with is helping students understand how to learn the material Um, So we don't do a lot in the way of of helping with specific homework or specific testing. It's more conceptual. Um, So if a student is trying to learn how to understand a theory better and how to use that theory, a tutor can help them with that. The writing tutors, like I said earlier, um, assist with style, you know, in their papers. So learning how to do APA versus MLA. So they help generally with students so that they better understand how to perform academically.
1: I would agree with that. The goal with tutoring is so that students understand overall how to learn material and how to improve within their courses, not to understand how to. Or to be able to only do a problem for a class, because if they're learning concepts overall, then they will be able to do those problems based off of those conversations.
0: Gotcha. And I think we should also mention that the tutors generally cannot help with specific you know, exams, assignments, quizzes, that kind of thing.
2: That is correct. So we don't do homework. Uh, Remedy. Students can bring in similar problems that we can work on, but you are not permitted to bring in homework to be completed in that the tutor does not check that information. uh, And they also don't teach the material. They facilitate the learning of the student with that material.
1: And with our writing tutors, um, because no, we don't do proofreading, but we do have students submit their papers prior to that appointment so that the writing tutor can look at that content and be able to have a conversation. Overall, we've noticed this amount of grammatical errors or these punctuation issues so that those can be addressed overall instead of editing the paper while the student's there with them.
0: Well, I see. Let's talk about uh, the paper review process. Let's say a student, you know, writes a paper for one of his or her classes. They come to the cave. What exactly can you guys help that student with?
2: Yes. Um, So the writing, once the writing is submitted, um, the tutor then reviews that entire paper. Um, Once they do review for grammar, they uh, review for sentence structure, they review for flow of material to make sure that the student is staying on topic. Um, As Erica stated, there's no red mark pen that they go through and highlight every single comma splice or every time that there's a run-on sentence, but then that becomes the conversation when the student then comes in for assistance. So, Um, The student then is the one still tasked. The tutor brings that to their attention. The student, though, is tasked with making those corrections, especially if they're seeing large quantities and numbers of particular types of errors. So the tutor is there to point those things out, to alert the student with how to correct it. But then the student is the one tasked with completing making those corrections because we do care about the integrity of the paper being that um, Is that the student has produced this document um, and not it hasn't been uh, remanufactured or anything like that from the from the tutor standpoint. But we do also want to provide that structure for students so they understand what mistakes they're making.
0: I see. Very nice. Now, in terms of academic coaching, I know that's another uh, service that uh, the K provides. Talk about uh, academic coaching.
2: Yes. Um, The academic coaching program um, is actually the PAL program now, so it's Peer Academic Learning Coaching. And so, as the name implies, it's peer-led. Similar to the tutors, um, these are high-achieving students who've completed courses at St. Leo University, um, and they've taken at least one year of coursework. And these students, unlike the tutors who really look at specific content, the PAL coaches look at a, a study strategies and learning skills across the learning spectrum. So, the most effective way to manage your time or organize your skills so that then you can be prepared for any class. Oh,
0: I see. Mm-hmm. And uh, based on my understanding, that, that students can actually get a thirty or a fifty-minute session with one of these coaches. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. Uh, generally, most of our appointments do run about thirty minutes. Students can also drop in for those uh, those times, and/or they can schedule weekly appointments. We have a fair about half and half of students that just simply do walk-in appointments for general overview, um, time management, note taking strategies that they just want a little touch-up of skill set then we do have some students that are following our pathway to success program that covers ten different topics um, including time management anxiety concentration uh, 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 selecting um, the main idea self-testing a different variety of topics that they get specific training on with the tutors and generally those sessions are weekly throughout the semester they are voluntary so students are not necessarily required to take them but we do have quite a bit of students that from week to week will work 30 minutes with the same coach that they're coming in to see
0: i see and
1: to be able to ensure that we are um, assessing those students on the front end we do use an assessment um an instrument, the LASSI, um to get that information about the students, those 10 concepts that Demetrix referred to, and then we use that to tailor the conversations um, and the directives for those students throughout those
0: sessions. Right. I know you mentioned the Lassie. Could yes. you maybe elaborate a little more on that?
2: sure so the lassie is the assessment we utilize um, for our students who are coming in not every student elects to take that but it's beneficial because it allows a student to understand what areas they may be struggling in so the lassie has a skill will and chill component so hmm. uh, and so most students do very well on the the chill components. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But the skill, the focus, the concentration, the anxiety, they generally score very low on those areas. So on a scale from zero to 100, students who really are needing intervention are those that receive scores from zero to 49 on their LASI. And we really concentrate on those areas, If definitely if a student has more than two or three of those areas of concentration. Um, As they get higher, though, you know, 15 and above, that means that the student is really managing those tasks um, self-managing which is what we want they're self-directed in those areas um, but we can focus on those strategies as well and so when they come in for their sessions the pal coach actually works with that student in a particular area, say, for time management. And then they'll do three exercises so that the student can get some practice with thinking about uh, how they currently manage their time, what they could be doing better, and what they can plan to do within the next week or so to to improve upon that skill.
0: Right. mm -hmm. I see. And then just to kind of clarify again the difference between the tutors and the academic coaches –
2: Yes, the biggest difference is the tutors work on content specific to a particular course. Math, science, right. academic coaching or uh, the pal coaching works on strategies that are intended for learning across the curriculum.
0: I see, very nice. And then another area uh, of the cave is supplemental instruction. Talk to me about supplemental instruction.
2: Yes. um, From my understanding, supplemental instruction as a program has been around since the 1960s, maybe 1963 or so. (laughs) Um, It's been around the cave longer than both myself and Erica have been here. So (laughs) (laughs) So, um, our uh, person that coordinates that or that runs that program is our assistant um, director of tutor services tutoring services and that's Joe Hutterly and she works um, with uh, faculty it's a very collaborative effort so with faculty with students who are our tutors that also uh, serve in the SI leadership roles as well as the students who are taking those SI classes or who are participating in SI um, but those are generally Highlighted for classes where there's a high drop, withdrawal, and failure level. So, what we call our uh, DFWs or our DWFs, I always say it a little backwards, but basically the number of classes that have high numbers of students dropping, withdrawing, or failing the class by the end of the term. And for us, that generally is accounting, economics. Biology 1 and 2, General Chemistry 1 and 2, Organic Chemistry 1 and 2, hearing some themes here, <laughs> Intermediate Algebra, Trigonometry, Calculus 1, and Psychological Research. So, those are high levels uh, of courses that we want to intervene so that the drop, withdrawal, and failure rates actually decrease with I this see. intervention.
0: Right. So, those those courses specifically have been identified then?
2: Yes, Yes. as
0: ones that could really benefit from this. Absolutely, yes. And one of the models of supplemental instruction
1: as a program um, nationally is that you do look at DFW rates higher than 25%. And so in some areas, um, they range there, but some we do have that are higher than that. And so our focus is always to look at those DFW rates and to focus on those and to get with that faculty to try and implement supplemental Supplemental, excuse me, instruction in those courses so that we can be proactive and help those students succeed.
0: Right.
2: And then also to add on to that with supplemental instruction, that the other difference between this and our other programs, meaning tutoring and coaching. Um, is that the supplemental instruction, the student who is the leader actually participates in the class in real time. So that everything that students um, would hear, the SI leader then hears when they and they take that information to their sessions after class, because that's the other piece of supplemental instruction is that there's a student led uh, study session that's specific to the actual class. Which is why, then, we can intervene more specifically because this, the SI leader has been in the class that the students are in, like, and not past classes, but in the present class.
0: Oh, I see. So this, this program is really a collaborative, you know, program that it sounds like with, with groups, students coming together, really working together towards similar goals, would you say?
1: Absolutely, yes. And this program could not be successful without our faculty because they are um, the ones who are allowing the students to be in that class, to have access to the content within that course, um, and also helping to facilitate those study sessions. So the tutors or the supplemental instructions are, instructors, excuse me, are allowed to um, schedule those sessions with times that work with the students. And so faculty are a major part of this initiative being successful.
0: Wow. So, once again, very flexible, very student-oriented. Yes. yes. Let's talk about, you know, students studying in, in groups versus individually and, and kind of the differences there. What would you say the benefits are to group study programs like this?
2: Mm-hmm. That is a loaded question, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the, the benefit for group study, group learning, is that you get to play off of one another. Um, there are some aspects of learning that I, as a, a student, may not have heard or may not understand that a peer can, can elaborate on or explain in a different way. Um, when it comes to the SI leadership, the, the groups there in that case is that the SI leader is a tad more skilled in that, that subject than the, the remaining students. So you have different levels of understanding um, and you have the ability to learn from one another, which oftentimes is a lot easier for students than trying to to learn a very difficult and challenging topic on their own. Um, they also get the opportunity to ask questions. Um, asking questions is one of the best ways and easiest ways to learn as well to clarify, you know. Uh, confusion or, or things that are not understood. And you, you can do that on your own with self-testing, but it's actually more engaging when you have five people that can answer that question and give you clarity versus
1: just yourself.
0: I see. Very nice.
1: And I think another um, plus to group tutoring is you may have a student or supplemental instruction. You may have a student that is struggling and just – does not feel comfortable speaking up. But as those sessions continue, that student will come out of their shell, hopefully. And then at the same time, they're still learning from those around them. And and then it allows an opportunity for that discomfort to become An opportunity to learn and to grow a little bit more because by week three I feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. with the individuals around me and so I may not mind saying I really don't understand that concept can somebody explain that further or and then somebody may say well I've grappled with that too and now I feel like I understand it let me explain that to you from my perspective so it, it creates opportunities for them to teach each other to learn from each other and then also to come out of their comfort zones.
0: Right. And I would imagine there are cases where you have students who are in the same class and they can really relate just based on that with one another and kind of, you know, can support each other through that class as well.
1: Absolutely. And some of them are in the same majors as well. And so they begin to forge relationships across multiple classes um, and being able to then. Form independent study groups and, and those types of things outside of these SI sessions, and some yeah. may become yeah. SI leaders. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And also, uh, from what I understand, students have you know demonstrated that they can actually improve their grades by by being involved in this program. Can you can one of you speak to that a little bit?
2: Uh, yes. And we in in the cave we value data, <laughs> so we do look <laughs> at. Uh, Performance of students who are participating in programming versus those who may not be performing in programming. And for the last two years that I've been here, and probably even longer than that before that point, we do see that students who are actively participating in tutoring in any of our programs, tutoring, SI programs Um, in coaching tend to academically be a bit stronger than those who are not participating at all. And of course, that goes um, with student learning theories that those students that are engaged and that are highly engaged and participating are more encouraged and more committed to that academic process. And we are seeing that um, with the students who are participating in our programs as well. Um, particularly around those sciences and math courses. Um, and w- another program we have that is not listed, which is because it's a new program, are directed learning activities, which are a combination of tutoring and a combination of SI leadership. It's, but it's also very heavily directed by the input of the instructor who creates a packet that the student can learn from that then is checked by the tutors. For those students who participate in that program, the scores definitely show a, a big increase from those who participate versus those who don't participate. So participation and engagement in this academic process does make a difference, and we're seeing it through the data.
0: Interesting. Now, as far as resources, what types of you know specific academic resources does the CAVE recommend or use or whatnot?
2: Yes. Um, well, the resources, our, our biggest asset and our biggest resource are our student employees. So I have to say uh, kudos to the 40 plus students that work in our space. Um, we also in our space have a, a study area, which is oftentimes um, very important for students because you need that quiet time and that quiet place. Uh, we do also have computers that students can access Um, within the tutoring space we also have books and resources um, so students can oftentimes review textbooks um, if they don't have them or if if they're needing to refresh on topics. Um, some more technical things that we use, I see that we we do use um, tutor.com for those students who are not necessarily on campus um, or that are taking online classes that need supplemental uh, support outside of our hours. Uh, tutor.com, I believe, is 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, but that is a resource that we use. It's not anything that we personally operate. Um, you wanna
1: add anything, Erica? Um we also do um different things within the classroom. We have our don't cancel the class um yes. presentations where faculty members will contact the cave if they're considering not hosting class and then we will go and do different presentations on things that um, they may think would be beneficial to their students. So MLA, Mm -hmm. APA, um, it could just be study skills and strategies, Mm -hmm. those types of things. So it creates an opportunity for us to get into those classrooms and and work with those students um, with hopes that those visits will have them come and be a part of some of the services that we offer. We also um, do study halls and other different um, activities with our student athletes. Um, we have a couple of sports that take advantage of study hall in our space, um, and that also. And I'm hoping that that will continue <laughs> to grow because these relationships have been forged um, probably before I was I arrived, um, and they just continue to flourish and give us other opportunities to work with that cohort of students. And then we also work very closely with um, the Office of Accessibility Services as well to. Um, help those students. Some of them take advantage of PAL coaching um, and tutoring as well. And um, Demetrix and the director Michael Bailey have forged a great relationship as well um, because we also help with testing for students that are through um, OAS. And so that relationship has allowed us to be able to support those students through testing um, and to continue to grow um, in, in multiple ways. But The CAVE has taken on a large initiative with our testing, um, and they've done a fantastic job with that. And it's just a testament to the hard work that um, all of the CAVE staff put in. But right now, that is just for our OAS students. um, And it is a huge undertaking just with those students. So.
2: So we do, I think we do more than people know that we do. So I'm so glad we're here to be able to express that. So we we definitely, 95% of our engagement is directly with students, um, either our student employees or the students that are coming in for services. But there are plenty of administrative things behind the scenes with faculty that we also uh, daily (laughs) partake in. (laughs)
0: Nice. Yeah. And just a plug,
1: we had our first, which the cave also um, took lead on for student success. We had our first um, journey to academic Mm -hmm. success this semester. Um, It was a week of presentations and workshops for our students hosted by staff members and also faculty. And I mean, we had a great turnout. Um, We gave away textbook vouchers. It was a, a really good opportunity for us to really connect and work with our students. Um, And it was so successful that we're going to continue to do it. And so we will have our next one um, the week of February 3rd in the spring semester. Um, And so we hope that we can begin to get faculty to have their students come um, and also grow that program because it's a great opportunity for us to get in front of students and prepare them for the semester um, and also to prepare them for midterms because it's normally a week or two before those begin. Well, two or three weeks, excuse me, before they begin.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Very cool. That sounds like a great program as well. And uh, just to to wrap up here, I did want to end on, you know, kind of asking you guys about study tips and study success and, and how in general a student, whether they come to the cave or not, can be successful academically, just in general terms.
1: So I have a few. So go to class. That is a very important one. Um, One that we tell all of the students that we encounter that you can't learn the material if you're not in the classroom. So I would say that that would be first and foremost. Um, Get to know your faculty, get to know your faculty advisors and get to know your student success coaches. I'm also um, over the, the student success case managers coaches, and I wanted to put a plug in for them as well. All of student success is we're here to help our students. And so getting to know us, but also getting to know your faculty and your faculty advisors, it's key to your academic success. Um, And then finally, be proactive. If you are not doing well in week two, week three, seek out your professors, go to office hours, go to the cave, begin to really be intentional about improving your academics so that you're not waiting until week 10, week 11. At which is very difficult at that point to make change, um, and so just being proactive and, and taking ownership of your academics so that you can be successful.
0: Nice.
2: Yes, and I would ditto all of that, and um, probably only add one additional thing is that make learning enjoyable. That there's a, uh, we are all here to learn something new every day, and if we look at the world in that way, then learning is is uh, a continuous thing that we do for a lifetime. And so I want all of our students to just know they have it within them. We're here to help them if they need to have it pulled out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a great way to put it.
0: Yeah, yeah, very well said. And I think just in general terms from my standpoint, you know, if there are any students out there listening to this that are struggling, that are having a tough time, just know that there's a lot of support out there, you know, such as the CAVE that can help you. And, you know, students you can work with who might be in some of your same classes or mm-hmm. students who have already gone through those classes. And, you know, there's, there's no reason to just struggle and, and, you know, not get good grades because there's so much support available.
1: Absolutely. Definitely.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I'd like to thank uh, both you, uh, Dr. Rasta Owens and Erica uh, for being on the St. 360 podcast. Well,
1: thank you. Thank
2: you.
0: you. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.